What is okay using AI? It's 50 to 60 panel per week. Color, that is craziness. Webtoons is just better for the creator. Hello and welcome to the Mangaka Education Podcast, where essentially I answer your questions about the manga, anime, webtoon, and video game industries. Me, I'm a professional in all of those spaces, and so I'm doing all that for a living, currently serializing over six series. Let's get right into your questions. These are questions that you guys submit on Instagram. Fired author Captain Famid says, how do you organize your work? For the manga and webtoon space, typically for my serializations, I do all of my communication through Discord. It's really good for managing managing people is really good for leaving feedback and dropping files. I organize all my actual like documentation in Google Drive. And then I have a notion to kind of more focus on strategy thinking. So if I'm like, hey, I want to expand merchandising, Samurai Notora, Just the Goblin, whatever it is, I'll write all the, the strategy stuff in Notion. And basically, it's a checklist of what I want to get done. So Discord for communication, Google Drive for storing files, Notion for checklist stuff and like project management. How many drafts of story did you go through until you finally decided on the final draft? Really depends on what kind of series you're doing. I would say for the most part, for most series, the first couple chapters, you're doing the most drafts. I'll have a good example is this one series that I'm doing for Webtoon Original called Angel Wings is going through a lot of different drafting just to make sure that we get the series like perfect and super right. This is something that I've announced already out loud, so it's it's okay. I would say that the early chapters typically take a lot longer be just because you want to get it right and you have that time because you haven't published yet. Once you actually publish your project, it typically becomes a lot harder to do more drafts just because you have a weekly serialization. So for example, Webtoon or manga, you know, you might do a draft and maybe your editor leaves some feedback. That feedback on average is not going to be that transformative just because if they had transformative changes to your chapter, it's not physically possible for you to do those changes and implement them on a week to week basis. On average, like the editors become a little bit more, I want to say chill, but also it's part of it is not them being more chill with you. It's also you learning what they are looking for, which is why there happens to be less drafts or adjustments later on. To summarize, at the beginning of your serialization, you're drafting a lot more to make sure that you get things right. That's usually called pre-production. And later on, when you're in the middle of your serialization, I want to say episode 10 or chapter 10 onwards, that drafting usually is a lot more lenient and a lot more chill. Would you rather have a Chinese animation studio animate your works or Japanese? I would say a Chinese animation studio is really good right now in the 3D space. They're so good. They're like on par or better better than Pixar and Disney right now. They're just so good in China. And they're probably doing it for a fraction of the cost because they probably run a sweatshop over there. But the Chinese animation is getting really good. They're also starting to get really good in 2D animation as well. Not as well proven compared to the Japanese in terms of 2D animation. So I would say for animating my works, I would hope that most of my work is going straight to 2D, clean, original, traditional animation. Obviously, there's a lot of 3D stuff that happens right now. You foldable, MAPA, they're all using 3D. In their process and sometimes people don't even notice but there's 3d and you know 3d assets involved in most of the process for the animation so i would say japan is just well known for their animation internationally i would probably go with the japanese company they would animate my work for the 2d space i would be open to a chinese company chinese companies are pretty good even korean studios some of the korean studios are pretty decent also such as studio mir they're pretty decent so i would say korean studios open to seeing what they've got but on average japan has just proven themselves 
themselves time and time again that their animation is so peak. So probably lean towards a Japanese studio for my works. Hi, I'm a preteen planning on becoming a manga and webtoon artist. Any words of advice or caution? Words of advice, create a social media platform, not platform, create a social media profile and post on there your portfolio. So if you're drawing and you're an artist, post your projects and post what you're working on on social media as soon as possible. You can start whenever as, as young as you are, you're preteen. I was posting on social media when I was around 13 to 14 years old, posting my own artwork as well. So I'll definitely say we've come a long way since I was a 13 year old kid. It's over 10 years since I was a teenager. It's cool to see your progression over the years on your portfolio and on your page, but also it's a great way for you to capture your audience and having an audience is a massive part of what can make you successful in the webtoon and manga space. It really gets you a lot of power in terms of like what you can command from publishers and also what you can command from readers. You can pretty much get a lot more readers if you've already established an audience versus like if you didn't and you have no marketing power at all. Post your stuff on the internet. That is my key advice. Is it okay to use and depend on 3D models to help create your comic? In the webtoon space, 3D is recommended. I would say that for your backgrounds, you want to use 3D assets. So I'll, I'll give you a good example. You are operating and coloring on a weekly basis in the webtoon space, which means you're doing, if you're doing an action series, it's 50 to 60 panels per week color. That is craziness. And if you have a very, let's say, intricate and advanced design for a particular asset, let's say you have character one and he is holding a very crazy looking weapon that is very hard to draw. In that case, I would just make that a straight up 3D asset so you can just plug that thing straight into your webtoon and not have to draw it again. You just design the 3D asset, you just drop it into the webtoon, then you don't have to draw it again. So 3D assets help to save an enormous amount of time in the webtoon and serialization space. Readers glide straight over it on average. They glide straight over it unless your characters are also 3D. They don't glide over that. But for in terms of like weapons, background assets, they glide straight over that. And there's also different ways you can use effects and coloring to make 3D seem less jarring. Because sometimes it can look a little bit jarring when you have 3D on 2D, right? In terms of assets. But I would say, yes, it's more than okay. It's actually preferred that you use those assets to help the serialization process be a lot easier. Is it okay to use AI for such as ChatGPT for improvements in stories? What is okay using AI? Guys, you want to be a little bit cautious when you're doing stuff and putting it into AI just because one, ChatGPT can take your concept and is now importing that into their own data set. So if someone else asks a similar question, they can use the data from your story to answer that question. That's a forewarning. Secondarily, there's also stuff like Midjourney, etc., that use data that technically doesn't have the rights to. And therefore, anything that's output from that is not owned by the quote unquote creator. So if you plan on using AI for your art, make sure that you're using a data set that you own the art of if you're going to use it at all. In my opinion, most people don't have that kind of stuff yet or that kind of technology or that kind of data set. So it's not worth doing on average. Also, just a lot of AI art just doesn't turn out as great as you want it to turn out. And not, not only that, Webtoon and manga, if you use AI in that, the readers get really pissed at you. There's actually been scenarios where studio used AI as part of their process and got completely canceled and got terrible reviews. So big yikes. For writing, it's a little bit different because you can use it for a lot for research. I would say don't use AI to recreate or create a, write a script for you. What you want to use it for is to ask it questions like, hey, I'm writing an apocalypse story. What are three things I should be worried about? It will tell you those three things. And then those are different knowledgeable things that you can use to help you write your actual story. Using AI as research and not to try and replace and complete a final product is the way to go for writing. For art, it can be used for something similar, which is more research, using it to get inspiration, but using it to replace your process 
that's a no from me. Hey Brandon, how do you come up with original story ideas? I come up with original story ideas through living my life. Honestly, original story ideas come to me pretty naturally. I consume content, I live life, and I see the world, I travel, I hang out with friends, I read about history, I read new manga and webtoons that inspire new ideas. Ultimately, all of that experience and ideas become an amalgamation inside of my head and kind of become this mixing pot where I can then generate new ideas that come out of nowhere, honestly. And when I get those ideas that might hit me when I'm on the toilet or hit me while I'm on the train, I write them down. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to make that story immediately. Over the last, I want to say 15 years, I've created a document where all it is is just a massive backlog of ideas that I've created over the years. And whenever a publisher comes to me, I basically just go into that document and I pluck ideas out and then I flesh them out and I and I create them. I would say original ideas come naturally. It's very hard for me to come up and force out original good ideas. That's just not how good ideas work. It's just kind of like a eureka moment. It just hits me and then I write it down and then being prepared when people come to me asking for new ideas is the better way to go about being a creative in my opinion. Last question. What are the pros and cons for writing manga and webtoon respectively? So I'll tell you the pros of webtoon. The pros are you have it colored and you're showing things on one panel. It's very easy to consume because manga, the con here being when you're looking at one page, it can be very disorienting when you see like five to seven panels on one page, right? You have to narrow in your vision. Some people have ADD and they can't do that, right? Webtoon is very simple, colored. So it's really easy to translate this in your imagination to transmedia. So stuff like animation and television, it's so easy to picture a webtoon series as a film and TV series. So I would say that's the benefit. I would say manga succeeds a lot more in terms of one print two a lot of, I want to say like dynamic stuff, dynamic panels, because it is more horizontal. Dynamic action typically works better on horizontal panels. If I wanted to do an impact panel, which is like a, like a two page spread equivalent on manga for webtoon, the equivalent of that is literally flipping the panel sideways. So it looks good, but it really breaks the reader immersion. So you want to use that sparingly. I know soul leveling is a big webtoon series that does that quite a bit. All of that comes from traditional manga, which we do two page spreads, which is more of a horizontal thing. And that's because action again works better on a horizontal format versus a vertical format. And that being said, you can't do cool action poses on a vertical format. Webtoon has plenty of action series that do well, but manga just happens to capture that a lot better. I would also say that the line art of manga sometimes captures a certain level of depth and detail to a character that cannot be captured in Webtoon just because I'll give a good example of Shinichi Sakamoto or Yusuke Murata. If you were to color their works or even Takahiko Inoue, if you were to color their works, it just doesn't have the same level of depth, that intricate paintbrush vibe that they have when compared to like Webtoon. The details that you can put into manga are just so insane that just at another level of art compared to a lot of Webtoons, I would say. Both of them are great for storytelling. Both of them are great for transmedia. You want to scale to animation, scale to print, scale to building intellectual property at a lower cost than if you were to do a video game or an animation. There's benefits to both. Honestly, you could have story A. For example, I did Just a Goblin, which is meant to be a manga series, but we put it into a webtoon webtoon format and it works just fine and people love it and uh, feels like an anime. It feels like manga, honestly, except like in the webtoon format. So in terms of storytelling, you can tell the same story across different formats because the audience is reading both things. Audience that reads webtoon on average also reads manga and watches anime. Same vice versa. On average, you'll find more manga people that don't read webtoons than webtoon people who don't read manga. Basically, manga is more popular than webtoons right now, but webtoons are growing in popularity. But I will also say from an industry perspective, manga has not gone international in terms of publishing. In the US alone, there's only like a couple companies such as Viz Media, Dark Horse, 
that are distributing and creating their own original manga. However, Webtoons, there's like 10 different publishers internationally that are supporting and funding creators all around the world. So I will say that Webtoons is just better for the creator versus manga is primarily a Japanese and even French medium that is currently dominated by those two cultures right now. The US has not yet adopted manga as like a creator economy type thing. But for the Webtoon space, we're, we're huge. We're huge. Anyway, that is the end of today's Q&A podcast. If you guys want to submit your own questions, make sure to do so. You can follow me on Mangaka Education or Inspired Author across all platforms. You guys should also just listen to the podcast on Apple and YouTube and Spotify. If you're interested in any sort of consulting regarding the manga and webtoon space, hit me up. My email is in the description. And also make sure to read my projects if you haven't yet. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you guys in next week's video. Peace.